0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from Betsided. Hey
0: does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee?
1: It's sports betting for
2: everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them. It's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early
1: leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go.
0: I think they're gonna have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed.
1: And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most
2: important thing?
0: Breakfast family thought you meant of the things you need bed and breakfast is live on a monday what is happening people ben heisler along with my guys peter dewey and reed wallach my two editors over at betsided we are with you every monday and thursday live at 9 30 a.m eastern time getting your day started with a look at the betting plays of the day here on a monday we will of course go through our favorite early leans for week 15 pretty sad that uh, we are approaching the point where these early leans are starting to wind down we only have uh, another four weeks on the nfl schedule and who knows what we're going to see from, from week 18 this year it could either be completely and totally nuts with so many teams still in playoff contention or it could just be kind of a disaster if part of these teams start to figure themselves out but guys it's good to see you uh, a, a lot going on today uh, I am coming off of uh what feels like just uh, several punches straight to the gut watching the Green Bay Packers come back uh, against the Chicago Bears that was a fun second quarter for for Bears fans that have been waiting to see offense for a long time uh multiple special teams touchdowns a couple of them got taken away But I don't know if you had any impressions of that game, but there was no doubt in my mind as a Bears fan. It didn't matter what the lead was. Aaron Rodgers now 21 and seven lifetime against the spread against the Bears. He's now 23 and five in his career straight up. And that dude just owns the Bears soul. And I just kind of knew it was going to happen last night. I I knew that that game was never going to happen for Chicago. And I don't know if you have teams like that where you know it's just not going to work out for you. But that's how I felt last night.
1: Yeah, I am a Mets fan, so it, you know the inevitable demise is kind of um, a foregone conclusion. So I feel you there, Ben. But yeah, I mean, Rogers was not lying a few weeks ago when he said, "I own you to the Bears." So you know he does. It's the numbers don't
0: lie. I, I think it was ESPN's Adam Rittenberg who who had a line on Twitter last night, and he basically said, "I, I kind of wish Aaron Rodgers did own the Bears, <laughs> like that it would be nice. We might actually have some positive movement moving forward." Do you have a team like that, Peter? I mean, I. I it's it's the knicks i suppose
2: yeah i mean i was gonna say i had a similar uh, day with the knicks yesterday no rj barrett no Obi top and no alec burks against the healthy milwaukee bucks on a sunday afternoon you just knew that was going to be a disaster so I, I i feel you ben it's uh there's a there's a few times when you just know there's no chance you're going to win but just imagine aaron Rodgers is the owner of the bears first owner quarterback <laughs> in nfl history i mean
0: uh, why not why not so, so you're saying that he would also have him play in yeah, why not? If he was Jackie Moonstone, yeah, exactly.
2: If he was owner, if he was the actual owner of the Bears, you'd have to get him out there. I mean, love Justin Fields, but it's Aaron Rodgers, man.
0: We've we've <laughs> seen owner managers before uh, in like Little Big League. I don't know if that that might be that might be a little bit too old for you guys, Billy Haywood. Um, great, great underrated baseball movie, by the way, where he's managing the Minnesota Twins while also owning them at the same time. I, I think that could be fun. I think it could be enjoyable. I, I still believe in Justin Fields' future, but if you told me that Aaron Rodgers would suit up wearing number 12 in blue and orange, uh, I wouldn't say... I, I'd say, you know, Justin, you can, you can learn for a year from the owner. I, I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you guys something, because this, this got brought up in our, our early meeting, and I think that's interesting for anybody that that's hanging out with us this morning as well. Uh, and by the way, if you're watching on youtube or on social media definitely send us some of your questions and comments we'll get through them throughout the course of the show today uh the succession season finale was last night and of course you know I'm I'm going through it um you know working over at bedside and trying to navigate the waters of, of making sure that nothing is spoiled for me but I think about it from a sports perspective, we're talking about games in real time all the time, right? We're, we're constantly having these conversations. There might be people scrolling across across Twitter or whatever social medium that they're using and they see something that they've been trying not to be spoiled. And so I thought to myself, like, okay, if we were talking about the succession finale on the podcast, we would give at least some sort of a, Hey, spoiler alerts. We're talking about this. So if you want to tune out, go ahead. But Reed, you're on the other side of this. You just feel like social media should not be used in this type of forum for for any sort of TV show spoilers. But I, I don't know how you can avoid it.
1: I understand that, like, the reality of the situation is that you can't do this because, I and mean, there is a mute button. But I do feel like almost there needs to be when it comes to TV shows, movies, like a separate like bar or like a sep- Like, there's a specific mute button or like hey we're not going to talk about succession in this little twitter world you know most of my examples are going to be twitter but like this little space over here is going to be strictly succession talk or strictly this movie talk whereas like sporting events are still real time where there's real things happening it's like more of a human element whereas like people watch tv shows not live anymore isn't that the whole point of like this new society we live in with like uh cord cutting and stuff.
0: Yes. But at the same time, there are shows that kind of take that away. Like when, when my wife and I were watching the bachelor for a while together, that was something that a lot of people experienced in real time. You're reacting, you're having a community based experience. And that's what, that's what a lot of like these TV executives are are trying to build around. They need to make sure that you don't miss out on the conversation. So you're watching it live that I feel like it's basically like it's the same type of thing. Now I love the idea of opting into something, but I think you can just mute the word succession and then you, can yes, theoretically absolutely.
1: Avoid it. you go into like you, if you open Twitter during like succession time, you know, you are walking into like your own funeral, your own succession esque funeral. I right. understand that. Like also like think about it, like if you're live tweeting a football game and my Twitter is literally a stream of my consciousness. So, um, like during a football game after a play tweeting, like what a terrible penalty, like that's okay. Cause there's like a stoppage, like in succession where it's like 70 minutes of like live runtime, no commercial. Like, why are you even tweeting during it? Like that bothered me during like game of Thrones, especially like people, like sort of like live tweeting as if it's like, you know, a film room session. Like why? Like just watch the show, you know, like enjoy, enjoy the show that's in front of you. Like it's one um, specific thing. So I feel like it's just different between
0: sporting events and TV shows. Have you ever had to avoid a spoiler in real time on Twitter, Peter?
2: Um, not not like a hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm sure I have, but my my thing is, I feel like you got to have social media just because I'm here for the memes, man. Like, give <laughs> give me all the memes during the show. Like Ben, you bring up the Bachelor. Like watching that, like. It is awesome when stuff happens and then you get the memes on Twitter immediately right. of like making fun of it. Like, come on, that, that's what I'm here for. But I do get if it's like a serious show like Succession, like you don't want that spoiled. Like I completely get it. But you just got to either stay off Twitter yourself or mute the word. I feel like that's the only way.
0: I think that's kind of the the tiebreaker, right? Is that the they give you the ability to opt out? Like, Reed you're talking about the actual opt out feature. The opt out feature is to go ahead there. and just eliminate <laughs> the word completely. Like, that's yeah. that's what it's there for. So I I I know. Here's the other thing. Like, let's say you're listening to you know that and breakfast the next day, uh, and we wanted to talk about the succession finale. Should we have a limit? Yes. Okay. So like, and, and and what is that time frame? Is it is it 24 hours? Is it 48 hours? And and what makes this different?
1: Oh, I think like if, like, our live Twitter broadcast, you know, we do like early leans and whatever phrase we're using, do spoiler alert. We're discussing succession. Okay. Succession. You just have
0: to give an actual alert, not avoid the conversation, but give the warning that it's coming up.
1: Yes. It's almost like saying, excuse me on the street. It's just being like a good citizen. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. I, I can get behind that. I'm usually of the rule, like, if you're listening to a radio show or something, that either they they wait a couple days but at the same time like we're a society that is demanding of now and if people want the content if they want it now they should be able to access it and then if not then you go ahead and give the alert Are, are you are you on that same wavelength peter
2: yeah yeah no i agree i agree i think there's there's a happy medium you gotta find but it's it's definitely tough it's The hardest thing I think is forcing myself to stay off Twitter while I was watching a show like that because that is what I want to be doing at the same time. Like, you can't have that and the Packers Bears game going on at the same time. It's just a little much from it.
0: That's fair. Perfectly reasonable. I, I, I think we learned something today. I think we found a way to, to not only go through and understand what's right to be able to discuss live and in real time, but I, I think we found a way to, to, to help some people along the way help navigate those waters. You might have been listening or watching and Breakfast this morning and said to yourself, I didn't know that I can mute a word. I didn't know that those were things that I can do. We are here to help you. We're also here to help you get your early bets in for week 15 in the NFL. This has been a a nice little profitable exercise for us because uh, the last handful of weeks uh, we've been on some plays where the line has moved in that direction. Now, sometimes there's, it goes the opposite way on us or sometimes there's no movement at all, but we like to take a general sense uh, and understand that if you jump on these lines sooner rather than later, if you have conviction on a play, uh, it's a good opportunity to make sure that you're on the right side. And we saw some games notably um, you know, I, I think about uh, the, the some of the latter games uh, that were a result of the Lions moving. You know, Dallas was very close to you, depending on what time you got them. Uh, there was a bunch of movement on the Cowboys, and, and if you got them a little bit too late, you did not cover. So let's talk about these Week 15 early leans. Uh, Reed, I will start with you. You are looking at the Thursday night game. Kansas City right now a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the L.A. Chargers, two red-hot teams going in uh, on Thursday night. But the Chargers have the Chiefs number, at least the last time they played. A win would be a monster number for them, considering the tiebreakers they would have in the, in the AFC West.
1: Yeah, monster game. And let's start with that last game. Chargers won 30-24 at Arrowhead earlier this season, but let's dive in. The Chiefs lost that turnover battle 4-0. So already off to a bad start there. And the Chiefs have kind of reinvented themselves as a run-first team. And in that first game, they ran all over the Chargers, average over six yards per carry. I think that that's going to be the method of attack for the Chiefs on a short week. And Are the Chargers going to be healthy? Obviously, Keenan Allen was out. He's likely going to be back. But Austin Eckler left the Giants game early yesterday with an ankle injury. Is he going to be ready on a short week? I don't really attribute much home field to SoFi Stadium. There's probably going to be more Chiefs fans than Chargers fans. So three and a half. I'd bet this through four. I think the Chiefs really come out and make a statement, get this back, and they run away with the division.
0: What about for you, Peter? I, I, I like the Chiefs' call as well. Uh, just because they're sort of on this magical run right now remember the Chiefs were I think 2-14-1 against the spread over their last 17 games assuming I have the math correct in my head they've now won four straight in pretty dominant fashion and have covered in all four of those games and the defense has been red hot as well uh, but what about for you Peter what's the the lean of the week that you're starting on on the early side
2: yeah, I'm looking at the Patriots Colts game. The Patriots are one and a half point underdogs right now. at I think this line might end up with the Patriots being as a favorite. I think I've had a couple of these games that I've looked at um, over the past few weeks. I, I think people are all over the Patriots right now with Mac Jones and company actually taking the top spot in the AFC and looking like they might be one of the top two teams in the AFC right now. The way things have shaken out with the Ravens. Um, I think that people are going to bet all over this Patriots team. And honestly, I don't hate them in this spot. They're great on the road this season. They're six and oh, straight up. They're one, five and one against the spread. The face of the Colts team that allows five, four and a half yards per carry. This game's going to be decided between who can stop the run. I think the Patriots defense is better than Indianapolis' defense. And I really think at this point, like, I'm not going to bet against bill Belichick at this point. Cause he's just been fantastic this year. Like they're winning games with a team that people didn't really think was going to be that good. I'm going to ride the Patriots bandwagon. I like getting them on as an underdog. Are,
0: are, are they the, the clear cut division winners? Are you giving Buffalo any chance to come back?
2: I just think it's too hard of a path for the bills. Like they got to basically win out and the Patriots got to lose one of these few games. They, they have some easy matchups. They play the Jags to end the year. They also play Miami still, which I'm not sure if I'm completely sold on the dolphins being a real a real team like i i don't know if the bill the bills have put themselves in a tough spot um by losing these last couple games obviously yesterday was just a heartbreaking loss to lose that game in overtime so i think this is the patriots division to lose they'd really have to stumble down the stretch to do
0: it all right makes a lot of sense to me i'm going with the matchup that uh I, i think a lot of people would have thought would have been potentially you know a nice intriguing playoff preview could have been one of the the top games of the week Uh, Don't think that's going to be the case uh, over on CBS next week. You have the Steelers at home. They are plus two against the Tennessee Titans. To me, it feels like a bit of an overreaction uh, from the Pittsburgh loss on Thursday night, but it didn't make sense for the Steelers. Huge emotional win on Sunday at home against the Ravens. Uh, took care of business at the end when they needed to. They stopped the Ravens. Um, it was—I'm trying to remember—was it, it was either fourth down or at the, the two point. It was the two point conversion, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the, yeah. the Ravens went for for two to try and win the game. Steelers stopped them, and then turning around, going back, going back on the road against a Vikings team that had just lost on the road to the Lions. Just didn't add up. But but they fought through, and, and Big Ben late in the fourth actually had a little bit of gas. And and Reed, you and I were talking about this pre-show that. Yeah, Big Ben is sort of at this point of his career where at 39 years old, he's just basically saying, "I, I this is all that I have left. I'm going to just use up everything. I'm not coming back next year. Did you guys ever see the movie Rookie of the Year? Of course. All right. So Big Ben is, is Chet Stedman.
1: Yeah, just laying he's, it all out there.
0: Right. Like the Rocket is on the mound, but the Rocket ain't the Rocket anymore. Yeah. And so yet in that final game, he's still giving you just enough to get by and now that they're back at home against the Titans team that yeah looked really good against an atrocious Jacksonville team I'm I'm not concerned about the Titans they still don't have a a clear-cut runner in the backfield, the Steelers still have T.J. Watt. They still have a very dominant pass rush, and Ryan Tannehill is only at its best when he's effective on play action. They cut the field in half, so you're giving me Pittsburgh plus points at home, where they've been a much improved team over the course of the season. I think you're going to see this line probably move closer to a pick'em, if not towards the Steelers side uh, as the as the uh, the week rolls on. I think that the Titans were ref- uh, at, at least their record. Is more reflective of a team that was dominant with Derrick Henry and were able to win a couple games without him that surprised some people. Uh, but there's no they, the Steelers have a rest advantage. Big Ben is coming; he's going to have a little bit more time to recover. He's back at home. I think it makes all the sense in the world to jump on Pittsburgh, especially if you can get him plus the points. All right, let's dive into our best bets for Monday. We got games going on in the NBA, of course. Monday Night Football is tonight as well. Uh, but both of you guys are, are on the NBA train tonight, so make sure you guys check out over at BetSided. Uh, Peter will have his best bets column Reed will have some some early college previews for today as well. Uh, we'll all dive in on some of our favorite prop bets for the day in the NBA. We've been on a nice little roll uh, over the last week or so. So let's so let's start with you, Peter. Uh, you're taking a look at a little West Coast game between the Suns and the Clippers. Who do you like there?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Suns. They're three and a half point favorites right now. When um, Clippers are probably going to be without Paul George. He's doubtful in this game with an elbow sprain. Um so that's that's obviously a, a huge loss for Los Angeles. No Kawhi Leonard still, and so you lose Paul George. Really relying on a team led by Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, and uh, Marcus Morris. Which I'm not that a is, huge. That doesn't scare
0: of. you? <laughs>
2: no, not not scaring me at all. Clippers three and seven against the spread over their last ten games, and the Suns have won. Of uh, their last eleven wins, have all come by four or more points. So I love this number, especially at three and a half, just based on that trend. Um, but you look at Phoenix top 10 in um, offensive rating number two in defensive rating Clippers have fallen a little bit in defensive rating. I think they're back in the top five, but they were outside of the top five before playing the um, Orlando magic the other day who are a horrible, horrible offense. So I think this is a, a good spot for the Suns. Deandre is questionable with a non COVID illness, but if he plays Phoenix should be able to roll in this game.
0: Reed, you're also looking at the NBA matchup between the Hornets and the Mavs. Who do you like there?
2: Yeah, uh, short slate NBA
1: and the Rams, um, I bet them plus three, so I kind of lean with the Rams, but it's now two and a half, so no bet for me there. But I'm betting the Hornets plus two and a half against the Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic out. The Mavs are more than nine points worse when he's off the floor. Highest usage player in the NBA this season, so obviously significant uh, loss. And they played last night against the Thunder shorthanded, so maybe – Someone like Porzingis gets a night off or something. So I'm getting on this early. I think the Hornets, this game should be about a pickup. Terry Rozier is going to be back from health and safety protocols. They haven't played since Friday. I trust this Hornets offense with closer to full strength. They still don't have LaMelo ball, but closer to full strength with the Mavs without Luka. So give me the Hornets as
0: dogs. Yeah. I like the, like the play on the Hornets as well. For me, I'm focusing on Monday night football, focusing on a prop one that I wrote up actually over at Betside. You can find it uh, right on the front page for our same game parlay plays for Monday night football. AJ green, the, the ageless wonder uh, has his receiving yards prop set at 43 and a half. And I think that number is way too high. You think about what he's done over the first 10, 11 games of the season. It's pretty much been remarkable uh, considering that he was a dead man walking in Cincinnati the last couple of years. But one trend that I started to notice is his snap count is starting to go way, way down over the last few games. And I think they're either trying to keep him, you know, fresh for the postseason, or they're just worried about his workload, but first, you know, eight, nine, 10 games of the season, he was playing about 80 to 90% of the snaps. Last couple of weeks, he's only averaged about 67 to 68% of the snaps. So now you're asking AJ Green, who's being targeted only about six or seven times over the course of a game to still collect 43 yards. While meanwhile, Kyler Murray is going to have to run for his life against the, the Rams pass rush. He's still going to be targeting DeAndre Hopkins, who's had success in the past against Jalen Ramsey. Rondale Moore is going to be an effective weapon in the middle of the field. I just feel like this is not an opportunistic time to target Green if he's not on the field as much as, he's, as we've seen in the past. Uh, He had five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown last time out, but again, it's a different Rams defense. They've started to play a lot better, been a little bit more improved since the last time these two teams met. Just feels like 43 and a half, too high of a number for me to get behind here on Monday night. I like the under for AJ Green. And there you have it, guys. That is our best bet for Monday, December 14th. May all of your bets hit tonight. Also, good luck to everybody that is jumping on board and tailing some of these early leans for week 14 in the nfl for my guys peter and reed i am ben thanks so much for waking up with us here on bet and breakfast we'll be back with a brand new edition brand spanking new podcast coming up on thursday until then may all your bets hit and so long for now